This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach reach the age where retirement is in sight. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. It is these retirement challenges that we will address each week in this show. Regardless of how far away you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another show of Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me, as usual, is Tony Shore, my trusty sidekick. Tony, welcome to the show. We're going to have a good one today because we're going to do a little history lessons and we're going to do a little future predictions, all because we're going to be talking about the silent killer. Dun, dun, you, dun. <laughs> yes. Do you have any idea what the silent killer is? Well, in junior high, we had this phrase, silent but deadly, but that was about something completely different. Close. It is close. Uh, we, I grew up learning that the silent killer was heart disease or hypertension. Ah, right? yes. Yeah. Yep. Neither of those are correct. Oh. The silent killer. And you know what I focus on, right? I focus on retirement planning. And finances and investments. Right. Yep. Right. So the silent killer of all those is, wait for it, inflation. 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 And I'm gonna we're gonna have fun with this. That's a that's a you know scary word or a boring word, but we're gonna have fun with it because we're gonna look back at that's we're gonna I'm gonna quiz you again. <laughs> You'll fail again. But we're gonna talk about what things cost back in the day, and project what they're gonna cost in the future, and kind of ah, give people an idea fun. of how this could truly be a silent killer to wow. retirement dreams. Wow. Well, uh, if inflation rises or falls in a bad economy, does it make a sound? It's very philosophical. Uh, yeah, no one's there to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, if it happens in our bank account and we're not around uh, or aren't paying attention, uh, it could uh, kill our finances. I imagine inflation is a, a big problem, especially uh, if you're not making enough to keep up with it in interest. So, yeah, I'm interested in talking about this. Obviously, inflation is a word that comes up anytime the economy seems to be going in one direction drastically or another. I mean, we've maintained certain levels, but I've heard you've said on past shows that that's because they've kept inflation low by keeping the interest rates low. Is that correct? Well, we can look at the historical inflation rates, but we have been in a recently low inflation environment. Yeah. So at least it's not negative inflation, which could happen too. Yeah. Deflation. Yeah. Deflation. That's happened in the past. Yep. That's scary. But um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it today because it is uh, like you mentioned. It, 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 it if it happens in the woods, will anyone hear it? Well, it happens every day, and people just don't realize it because it's just always there. Yeah, it's and never it's not a big until news a lot story. of time passes that people realize it. And usually, when it comes to that, a lot of time passing, it's too late to do anything about it. Yeah, and it's not something you hear about in the news. You hear a lot of things in the news, uh, you know, about the markets going up and down, this and that happening, different financial things happening. You hear about taxes in the news, but I never hear a big lead news story on, you know, the economy in jeopardy, inflation going up, are your finances in jeopardy? I never hear that in the news. It might be because your ears aren't in tune. Was it last week or the week before that they had that whole... uh Yanni versus Laurel thing. Yes. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Yes. (laughs) Literally heard about it. Where were you on that, by the way? Inquiring minds want to know. For the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, come out of the hole and welcome to the world. I think it was two weeks ago now that someone put a video out. It's really an audio file where you hear a voice saying either Yanni or Laurel, but you'll listen to it and someone will hear the word Yanni and someone else listening to the same sound, but will hear Laurel. Where did what did you hear? Do you do you remember? Well, uh, I heard both. Uh, depending oh on. Oh my God! Depend- leave it to Tony. Well, no. Leave it to you to, to ruin it. Here, here's what? the deal. Well, I, I, I'm so skilled. I heard both. No, with my radio no. It depends ears. on how loud <laughs> I listen to it. Whether I'm wearing headphones 
uh, how loud it is and how much bass and treble there is. That's actually, I think, makes the difference. Other people say, no, we've changed those things and we always hear uh, Yanni. The first time I heard Yanni, and I hear Yanni more often than not. However, uh, if I listen to it uh, in my car and adjust the as I adjust the volume, I hear Laurel. So uh, oh, I don't know. Okay, I think it's, it's about volume. Well, it's about it's about volume, treble, bass, and everybody's ears hear treble mids differently and interpret them differently. So I think there is some science to it, but it's also suggestive. Well, didn't. Didn't your favorite artist come up with that song? It's all about the bass. <laughs> That's that? not Did, my favorite. No, I, I have no idea what song. Top ten you're... favorite artists. I Never saw. heard that. Never heard. No, that. No. <laughs> you know the funniest part about the whole thing is Trump came out with what he heard. Did you hear this? Yeah, I love it. I know you'd love it too. He said, "I heard Kofifi." <laughs> that is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> you gotta love. Yeah. If you, if listeners out there, you remember. I think it was. Was it during the election cycle or was it right after he got elected? Either way, he was tweeting something in the wee hours of the morning and he wrote something about the media and their Kofifi and no one knew knew what he meant. No one still does, right? Right. And he said he heard it. And so I, I give him credit for having a sense of humor because that made me laugh. That is funny. Uh, <laughs> and I hope he thought to say that himself and not, you know, it could have been suggested by, a, you know, his his head of staff or chief writer or whatever. But that is funny. I heard that and laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> well, wh- whether or not you thought it was funny, whether or not you heard Yanni or Laurel, you are being aff- inf- affected affected by inflation as we speak. Right. Inflation comes across and doesn't has no it effect. It affects everyone. Not everyone the same because it depends. You know what you do about it. We can combat it, but let's talk about it. What it is first of all, because there might be some people that don't understand it fully and how it affects us. What do you say? Well, I think so. I I definitely know that there's aspects to inflation and how it affects us that I don't understand. I mean, I get the fact that the price of goods go up, but how it ties in with everything else and what causes it, all these things, uh, you can get pretty deep in the weeds, but where it affects us is our personal savings, our finances. And of course, uh, the reason we save is for retirement typically, right? Right. And so rather than focus on what really causes it and and what I want to do today is just accept it, accept the fact that it exists. Now, what the interesting part is, Tony, when I deal and I deal a lot with people retiring and and a lot of people come to me with a retirement plan. Hey, this is our plan. What do you think? We already put some thought into it. Most people I talk to and most people that come to me do not factor in inflation. They just it is something you miss. You mean they, when they they're do, planning on their expenses for retirement? Right, exactly. Just getting the what are my expenses going to be is hard. I think people kind of do it offhanded. Oh, well, I'll probably need this much in the future. A lot of times they understand a particular segment is going to cost more in the future, like healthcare. They know, all right, healthcare, because they've seen it. See, <clears throat> health care inflation versus regular inflation has been a lot higher, meaning the costs for healthcare have gone up at a bigger, faster rate than most other things. And it's gone up so fast, it's like college tuition, has gone up so fast that those, you can actually notice it in your lifetime. You, you feel the pain as you're alive. But for most people, inflation, you don't realize it until you start thinking about it. And you don't think about it until it's happened already. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't plan for it early in your retirement planning process, then you're gonna miss the boat. And when I say early, I'm talking, you know, people, if you're 30 or 40 or even 20, you got to start thinking about inflation now. I saw, geez, I can't remember where it was. There was a recent article about the millennial generation and uh, the article from some sort of financial planner said they millennials should have twice their income saved currently. You know, wow. that's always the big thing. How much do I need to, to retire? Wow. How much do I need? They said, you should have twice your annual income in savings currently. So if you make 50,000, you should have 100,000 in the bank for retirement already. And there was a firestorm of rage against this author from the millennials. Most of them saying ridiculous things about how unrealistic that is, how it's not fair, 
how how can we when we have twice our salary in college student loans right um and there was a lot of blame being thrown around i'm i read these comments you know how you can read comments sometimes oh i know you get right the comments are more entertaining than the actual articles right in this case it was retweeted which basically means you know you you reply to a tweet and it gets you know sent all over the world yep it was very it was a very popular this was i think two couple weeks ago as well just when that whole laurel versus uh yanni thing came up yep and uh people the millennials were saying how can it you know and then there was the you know the boomers are at fault they're the ones that ra- went up the debt and the boomers are saying well you guys don't want to work you're lazy and i'm just sitting there watching all this i'm like why why did that statement of having money set aside now gets such a negative you know reaction why was there so much blame thrown around i think people missed the point which is you know maybe you don't have that much saved but the idea of having that much now, it's really for future benefit for compounding interest and to combat inflation. And I think people don't realize that. They just missed the boat and they started getting attacked and they got defensive and it's like, <clears throat> that's not the point. The point of the whole financial planning article was, this is where you should be doing. If you're not there, work toward it. Don't blame, don't get angry. Right. Just work toward it. So anyway, it, it's a it's an interesting topic, but... Um, so let's talk about inflation. I want to quiz you a little bit to get an idea oh of what we're up against. All right, here we go. Um, obviously inflation is, an in, you know, has to deal with pricing and what things cost sure. and what things are worth. <clears throat> so averaged, <clears throat> average inflation past 20 years has been about 2%, mm-hmm. two to two and a half, yep. roughly somewhere around there. Um, I think historically it's been higher than that. Like, historically historically but recent history it's been two yep so that's relatively low but that can mean a big difference in things uh costing you you know think about someone turning 65 today apparently 10,000 people turn 65 every day I hear that stat so much I just yeah it's almost like who came up with it I don't even know but someone turning 65 today they were born in what 1953 so let's talk about 1953, Tony. Um, I know that you were not buying things at that in 1953. Uh, maybe you were, probably not. But you certainly weren't buying a car in 1953. But do you have any idea <clears throat> what a new car would cost in 1953? Uh, a new car in 1953 would probably be $4,000, $5,000. I'm pulling this info from the Morris County Library okay. in New Jersey. Okay, they have this okay. pretty cool historical prices uh, tool online that anyone can go to. The automo- automobile they list is a Packard Clipper. <clears throat> I don't know what that is. I oh, guess that I do. was a that's manufacturer awesome. then. Yeah, Packard. Wow, that's a rare one today. If you had one of those, it'd be worth a lot of money. Brand new, 1953. $2,679. Wow. That's amazing. You could buy a used car, like a uh, Chevy Deluxe, for 1200 bucks. Awesome. Right? <laughs> 1953, we're talking. Now. Yeah. So these people are turning 65. So if you're listening and you're 65, when you were born, this is what it cost. Tony, how much, uh, let's see, what else would you might, might, how much is a pair of jeans? Boys' jeans. Oh, I don't even know how much they go for now. Yeah, I mean, jeans are, My the, kids they vary, they go day. anywhere from like 25 to 100, depending yeah, on Yeah, we're not talking jeans. designer now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had designer jeans. I think then. cheap at Walmart, you might be able to still find a pair for 25 bucks, but otherwise it's going to be more. How about 1953? 1953, I don't know, ten, uh, $5? Three bucks. Three, yeah, wow. I got to find some food ones. Let's see. Uh Head of lettuce, iceberg. How much is a head of lettuce now? It's got to be at no least idea. at least two two bucks a head, maybe two fifty. Probably, I would. Back know. then, nineteen fifty three, head of lettuce. Yeah, six cents. Six cents. <laughs> All right. Well, movie tickets too were like fifty cents, weren't they? And now they're like thirteen, fourteen. Oh, movie bucks. tickets. I don't, yeah. Let me look. I have it here. Movie drive-in. <laughs> the drive-in movie. They have listed here, 1953, $1 for a car. 
<laughs> what? A dollar? One dollar for a car full at our drive-in movie. That's awesome. In, Le- in Ledgewood, Jersey. So airline tickets out of uh, Atlantic City to, to to Atlantic City, 13 bucks. I've been looking at airline tickets recently. And, Thir- man, wait, 13 dollars for an airline yeah. ticket? Yeah, airline trip. That's from Morristown Airport to Atlantic City. So that's a that's a, like a little puddle jumper. Oh. But still, you know. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking at some of this stuff. Um, bacon, 73 cents a pound. You know, so the point of this is to show you, hey, you know, but things change. And everyone knows that. So when you reflect, oh, ha, ha, when I was, when I was born, when I was a kid, it cost this much. You know, yeah. I remember as a kid when um, gas was less than a dollar. I remember, I remember. Um, when it went to a dollar, I was like upset by it. I'm like, oh, geez, look at this. Well, I always gauge, now. I always gauge inflation by pop soda. Oh, okay. Then when did see yeah, if they have so, soda? So, I mean, soda went from an, it was probably a nickel back a then. A dollar, a soda, Coca-Cola for, um, it looks like a, a six ounce bottle. <laughs> it was <laughs> probably imagine 10 that. ounce, but yeah. Uh, dollar 79. No, that doesn't that, make sense. That can't be right. It's, Posoto was like a nickel back then. Yeah, I, they have it. That must be a six pack. No, it's $1.79 for a 68 ounce bottle. Oh, 68 ounce. Well, that's crazy. Right. Well, I guess it was, you know, what, I don't know how they did that. But um, so, yeah, really, if you think about it, that's, that, that's interesting because people can say, oh, back when, right? Mm-hmm. But let's put it in more realistic terms now. Um, so, Inflation, and this is important to understand because um, someone retiring now, they have to plan for how many years of of retirement, typically? 30? So let's say someone right now is retiring. They have to plan for 30. But let's let's back up and say to someone listening that might be um, planning to retire in 30 years. So someone planning to retire 30 years from now, from today, is probably... 40 we'll call it 40 because you know the retirement age is probably going to be 70 in 30 years right more people are living longer and working longer so let's say a 40 year old today listening in 2018 they were born in 1978 so let's think about costs in 1978 and then we'll talk about what it'll be 30 years from now so 1978 tony well now it's you might be able to get uh, a better idea of what things cost. How about that car again? Honda Civic. Honda Civic existed in 78. Can you believe that? Um, 6,000. 4,300. Wow. For, for a Civic. brand new one? Yeah, 1978. Wow. 1978. The Pontiac Sunbird Sport Hatch was $2,500 new. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, this doesn't sound ridiculous uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Because if you think about how much is a Honda Civic today, like like you can get a hybrid Honda. Do they? What, I don't know if they. They do have hybrid Honda Civics, right? Oh yeah, that's probably close to thirty grand. Yeah. Today. Yep. But you know, um, five four grand for a brand new car. That's crazy. Here's, here's one I'm looking at. 1978, a boy's swimsuit, between three and five dollars. I say this because one of my kids is on a swim team, um, PYP, and in, in the the, the uh, YMCA swim team. Right. And I was talking to him about, you know, they all wear the, the skin tight uh, spandex type swimsuits, you know, speedo type thing. Oh yeah. And um, so he's got these tan lines at his mid thigh. That is, so, it's so funny. Um, there's no way around it, but I was, I always joke with him and say, why don't you just wear like what I wear? You know, the swim trunks, whatever you call them. And he's like, Oh, it would slow me down. You know, I'm like, come on now. I think it would be funny, but no one, none of the kids that are competing are wearing those type of swim suits. They all have these compression suits, right? So he says to me the other day, "Hey, Dad, I want to, I want to get a nice swimsuit." I said, "What, are, what, are, what are you wearing?" He's like, "No, they got these that are really tight, and they." I'm like, "Tight? How much tighter can you get?" And so I start inquiring about it. My wife tells me that a lot of these kids, including especially the girls, they buy these um, these swimsuits that are supposed to you know, make you swim faster. They're spending hundreds of dollars. Tony, $300 on a swimsuit. That's and crazy. talk about inflation. Are you kidding now, me? I'm not kidding you. This is legit. And they're like, oh, for a swimsuit. Come right. On. And, and the interesting part is that they only last a few meets 
because they they what? stretch out. So I'm thinking to myself, this is this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, I can't believe it. So I start looking it up, and it's true. And the, there's people saying, well, they make them in China. We can get it cheaper here. Maybe we can only pay a hundred dollars for it. I'm like, a hundred dollars for for what? A swimsuit you're gonna wear five times in a meet? Because they don't, God forbid, you wear them during practice. These are the these are the meets. I'm just, I'm floored. I'm floored. So needless to say, my wife doesn't talk to me about my son's swimsuit needs because he, I'll go right back to the uh, you know the drawstring, you know sh- you know surfboard type swim, swimsuit. Well, yeah. yeah, come on, you know. But if it can knock a uh, half a second off your time, oh. uh, okay. Back to uh, 1978. Let's see what else do what else do we know. Um, uh, here's a good one. Um, I just got my air conditioner <laughs> replaced. Oh, geez, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, and people in Florida, we we learn how much air conditioning. And it depends on the size, obviously. But you're out three grand, five grand. I've seen eight grand. You know, so it depends on it. But an air conditioning unit, 160 bucks, 1978. <laughs> wow, 160 bucks. How much would you think a 10, a 10 cubic foot refrigerator cost in 1978, Tony? 10 cubic foot refrigerator. It's the average size. Oh, in 78? Yeah. 100 bucks? 250 bucks. 250. Now yeah. it's what, uh, 1200? Yeah, right. Jeez. I haven't bought a, a, oh, they're a expensive. fridge in a while. They're but... expensive if you get a decent one. Of course, now you can get them with video screens and automatic reminders and oh it's crazy what you can they can there's a screen of what's inside so you don't have to open the door <laughs> have you seen that <laughs> yes that is crazy. i've seen those you probably have yes. one i'm no i don't i i've seen those though i see i see when i go to home depot i see the fridges that have these these movies going on the front like what is this it's like the commercial for the, the fridge itself and I'm like, what is this? A movie? A TV? What is it? It's a it's a fridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, how much? Uh, how much was a going to the movies at the Rockaway Six in Jersey for an adult? 1978. How much do you think it cost to go to the movies? Three bucks. Yeah, two seventy five. Right on. Yep. Right on. Um, how about a nineteen inch TV? Ooh, this is an interesting concept, Tony. How much was a 19-inch color TV in 1978? I'm going to guess it was expensive because technology usually goes down in price. There you go. Uh, uh, 19-inch right. TV in 78? Mm-hmm. Don't Google it. Five, I'm not. 500 bucks? <laughs> 400. 400. Yeah. yeah. For 400, you could get a 60-inch plasma. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not it's plasma. Uh, you know, yeah, LED. LCD. Or yeah, whatever. LCD, yeah. So you're right. You make a good point. Um Technology prices have gone down or just become obsolete. That night you wouldn't want a nineteen seventy eight TV in your house. No tube, you know. No. But um we've talked about how my kids have thrown their Wii remotes through the <laughs> through the you know, through the plasma screen. That's beautiful. Uh, I could hear my soul just emptying from that the plasma gases. Oh. But, um you know, you, the things that go down in price, such as TVs, um, geez, you know. If, imagine what that type of TV would have cost back then, tens of thousands. But certain things would go up a lot faster. Certain things go up a lot faster, and you got to figure out what those are. And I think people understand, like I mentioned, healthcare goes up a lot faster than maybe food does. And so when people are looking, and even gas, I mean, gas prices have gone up, but not as much as healthcare, right? Right. Gas is still cheap, relatively speaking, if you think about it. Right. Well, you've you've been avoiding the elephant in the room, and I know we've talked this topic to death over uh, the last few episodes. But healthcare, you can't even, you know, it, when you're saying, "Oh, I'm amazed at how much more a car costs," say that's nothing. Those kind of increases happen with healthcare insurance in a year. I mean, my healthcare insurance went up twenty percent from last year. I know people's healthcare insurance who went up. Forty percent in one year. Now that just that saw, beats your little two percent overall inflation that you're talking about. It's amazing. Prices are already high. I just saw um, the you know because right now it, we're talking May of 2018. We have the health insurers are submitting cost requests for 2019 cost increases, and I saw I think it was Maine. I can't remember which state it was, but they've already started requesting. 
77% increases. Oh. Um, 77% increases. Just price, price increases. Like, what? That's we, crazy. I mean, last year was like 50. I, I remember there was a, uh, there was one here in Florida that asked for an increase of 90%. Nine zero. Like, what? I Double the price in one year from year over year, you know? Granted, they were the cheapest one the previous year, so they've learned their lesson. But it, uh, it's it's amazing. Um, my son broke his arm, as we talked about in several shows. Yeah. I spent the whole show talking about how miserable the cost was <laughs> of that. Um, You're still trying to get that one off your chest. I'm You're still working, working through on it, that. By the yeah. way. I, I'm going to do an update on that in the future because I do. I hope that. you're seeking but help. That's all I <laughs> The cost for his broken arm, all in with the hospitals and the and doctors and doing the surgery and so. If you just look at the actual list price from the hospitals and, and the surgeons and doctors, we're over $55,000 to fix his broken arm, compound fracture. Oh. I have a feeling if you went back to 1978 and it was a broken arm, that it would have been a lot cheaper and relatively And by so. a lot, you mean one one hundredth of one half of one percent? Right. <laughs> like maybe... So here's a question. D- did a broken arm cost to fix the same as a brand new luxury vehicle? Right, $55,000, I can buy a pre- pretty decent car for that, right? Right. Um, did it Did it cost that in 1978? I mean, you could buy a new car. I don't know how much a luxury car back. You know, Honda Civic was not a luxury, but the Plymouth Voyager van in 1978 was $6,500. Let's say a luxury car cost ten grand. Did it cost ten grand? to uh, fix a broken arm in 1978? No way. Of course not. But health insurance, health costs have gone up dramatically. And so people that are retiring need to factor that in. They need to say, okay, it's great to know I'm 40 now. It uh, cost me X dollars when I was born. But what's it going to cost me 30 years from now? That's what we're going to talk about next. What is it going to cost me for the things that I do now because when you're planning your retirement, you say, oh, I need $5,000 a month to live. How much does that equate to in 30 years from now? That's the true question. And that's where people are missing the boat. They can reflect and get nostalgic about how much it cost back then. But when you start asking them, what do you think it's going to cost in the future? I think people just have no idea. Most people don't. And so they're not planning for it. And when you don't know something, most people just avoid it altogether. And that is why inflation is the silent killer of retirement because it just creeps up on you until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why that's what you're talking about as far as a silent killer. Now we have to take a quick break, but before we do, Dan, I know you usually have some exciting, huge, amazing offer for our listeners out there, right? Oh yes, indeed. I have a, a sit down with you. I mean, could you ask for more? I, if you come to my office right in Clearwater, I have a dolphin, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's something you put on your desk, it spins. So it's a little, it's, it's a, a little dolphin that you can, it spins around on a uh, pedestal. From 1978, I think it is, <laughs> 1976, or something like that. Oh. 19, and uh, you can come in and take a look at it and have a little nostalgia because uh, it's made in Hong Kong. Right. And uh, <laughs> I have it all after all these years. Uh, I found that my dad gave it to me in the garage. He's like, you might want this now that you have a company called Dolphin something, you know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, dad, thanks. Well, that's awesome. Sitting on, sitting on my desk. So, I love that. Um, yeah. So come on in and take a look at it. But in, in reality, also, um, you're, we're talking about inflation. You want to get inflation numbers for real. You know, we're, we're, we're having fun trying to remember what things or guess as to what things it might cost. When we get back, we're going to talk about the future. But if you want to see if your plan, as is now, or if you want to create a plan, will hold against future inflation, I have software that'll do that for you. In fact, if you don't have inflation built into your retirement plan, you're probably making a huge mistake. So um, inflation is, like I said at the beginning, it's a boring word. It's kind of scary. It's kind of unknown. And it's, it's such a long time decision, you know, something that affects you over the long haul, you can plan for it now properly. And I have that in my process. So if you just want to come in and talk about, well, Hey, here's my plan. Is it going to hold against inflation? Um, 
please give me a call and we'll sit down and talk. No charge to come meet with me in my office or at your home if that's more convenient. The number to call is 888-508-5935. And when we get back, we're going to talk about what the costs are going to be in the future. So stay tuned. And if you want that number again, here it is, 888-508-5935. All right. Thanks, Dan. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of our host, Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial Group here on Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to DolphinFinancialGroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a Dolphin Noise. This is Violet, and you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And our host, the man with the plan, uh, Dan Wendell, is here from Dolphin Financial Group, of course. And Dan, we're talking about inflation, and you're describing inflation as the silent killer. And I have heard that term before, that inflation is the silent killer. And I always thought that just meant if I put a chunk of money under my mattress, a lot of people don't want to risk anything. So they think, in order to avoid risk, they're going to put it in a savings account or bury it in the backyard or put it in a coffee can or under their mattress, and then they don't have to worry about losing anything. But then inflation is the silent killer because in 30 years, uh, that money isn't going to be worth as much as it is today, right? That's right. It won't have the buying power that it has. It'll be worth the same monetary value, $100 under the pillow, will be worth $100 under your pillow in the future. But what you can do with that $100 might change drastically. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the that's the key is what can that what do you, what kind of buying power are you going to lose over time? And even if you invest it. See, that's the important part to note. Inflation has no barrier. Um you invest in the stock market and you get a 5% return. If inflation is 3% a year, you're really getting a net 2% return in true buying power increase. So sitting on the sidelines makes it easier to see how bad it can be, but because um, you can actually wind up with less buying power. But even investing at a, in, a, in a CD, say, that's paying um, 2%, you can actually have less buying power over after a year if inflation's higher than wow. 2%. And in in the most recent years, we've had inflation about two to two and a half percent. I'm going to imagine that we're going to get three percent going forward. It could even be higher. You just never know. So let's imagine now it's 2018. Let's imagine you're 40 and you want to retire. Or let's say you're just retiring at age 60. What are things going to be like when you're 90 years old? If you're if you're 40 now and you want to retire in 30 years, when you're 70, what is it going to be worth? So let's go with the hundred dollars. If you start with $100 today and you just put it under your pillow and imagine a 3% inflation rate. Now, when I say a 3% inflation rate, the average rate of 3%, that means that goods and services and things that you buy in your buying power are going to increase by about 3% per year, which is reasonable. People just don't realize that, but it's certainly reasonable that something today is going to cost you 3% more in a year. That's not unreasonable, right? Right. So 3% inflation, 30 years down the road, how much, Tony, take a guess, how much is $100 worth in the year 2048? How much would $100 be worth in 2048? So that's 30 years from now? Mm-hmm. How much would $100 be worth? Mm-hmm. In 2048? Uh, how much, in other words... How much, if you were going to buy a $100 Wii remote, mm-hmm. something, something, how much would it cost you in 2048, that same comparable product? Uh, I'm going to say a third to 100% more, twice as much more. So um, if it's $100, I'm going to say it's at least 150 if not 200 $200. Okay, that's a good guess. Um, 30 years of inflation at 3%. 
will cost two hundred and forty-two dollars. Oh, wow! So it's more than double, right? Because it's also compounding. You know, um, it's not just you add three percent. You know, that's three bucks a year times thirty years is ninety. It's one hundred ninety because you get compounding. So three percent, and then three percent on top of that. Which, you know, I, I, there were some recent articles Warren Buffett was saying if I would have invested, uh, um, he, I think he said he, he had a business shoveling driveways or something, mowing lawns, mm-hmm. and if he would have taken that money and bought stock when he was little, it would be, it would be worth like, you know, $2 billion today or something, you know, $100, um, because of compounding interest, right? The same happens with inflation. You know, things cost more and more, and then it grows from there. And so, yeah, a hundred dollars today is predicted to be worth 243, 30 years from now. So if you're, if you just retired today and you said, oh, okay, I got my plan. I need $4,000 a month coming in and this is where I got. So I got 4,000 a month coming in. My company's pension, for instance, is going to pay me 4,000 a month. If there's no cost of living increase on that pension, you're slowly going to lose buying power over time to a point where that $4,000 30 years from now is going to have to be $10,000. And if you don't have a cost of living built into it, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is the big question I have for retirees. How much do you need to retire? I need $5,000 a month. Okay. So you tell me you need 60 K. Um, and how long are you going to retire? Well, I don't know. How long am I going to live? I don't know. Um, let's take a guess. Let's say 20 years. So you, that, that 60K you need is going to be close to needing 100 to 120K 20 years from now. Well, no, I, I'm not going to be spending that much. I'm not, I'm not a big spender. That's not the point. Through no fault of your own, prices for everything are going to double during that time. So what are you going to do about it? And this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. People just don't consider inflation. So what do you think the primary, what what would you guess, Tony, is people's defense for inflation? I I explained it to you. We know what it is. We realize costs are going to be ridiculous. You know, if you think about inflation 30 years from now, the uh, Honda Civic, I don't know what we say, it's worth 30, the Honda Civic's going to be $70,000, $75,000 just based on inflation. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that scary? Yeah, that's, oh, Um, oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you know that. So what's thought. your defense? What what do, what do you think people say they're going to do to combat inflation? People that are retiring now, what are they going to do? Most of them probably rationalize they're not going to do anything because uh, they think that somehow their income will increase or maybe they'll take more risk or they think the growth of Social Security will be adjusted or they'll make more money uh, in whatever they have tied to the stock market to uh, offset inflation. A lot of people do that. They they adjust their uh, expected returns. Oh, okay. I'll just uh, you know instead of making six percent, I'm going to say I'm going to make eight percent, and then <laughs> right. that'll right. Okay, yeah, my average. So return, you, boom, wait, I can easy, adjust my solve. returns in my head, and it actually happens. Absolutely, a lot of financial <laughs> advisors adjust it on paper. Okay, um, I, I projected you're going to make six percent interest uh, on this. Oh, wait a sec, you run out of money at age eighty-four. Okay, um, you can live longer than eighty-four. Oh, you don't know. Uh, uh, you know what? Six percent's low. We're going to go eight percent. Oh, look at that. You, you're going to, you're going to retire. You're going to be 90 with a million in the bank. Yay. You know, great. So people know they can adjust their returns. The other, the biggest thing that most people do when they're looking to retire and say, oh, inflation, they just say, oh, I'll spend less. I'm going to spend ah, less. Ah, that's the one. Spend less. I never, yeah. I didn't think of that one. Oh, I'm not going to do all the trips and I'm not going to, you know, I'm done all that. I want to spend early and I'm a big proponent of that spending early in retirement. But you still have to factor in inflation for baseline stuff. Because going to the movies, maybe that's not going to, I won't go to the movies when I'm, you know, 75. Yes, you will. You know, I'm not going to take the big trips. Okay, but you're still going to have to pay for food. You're still going to want to do things. You're still going to want to go visit the grandkids across the country. Airline tickets. I mean, the expenses are still going to be there. And yes, maybe you won't do all the big luxurious stuff. You won't make those big travel arrangements. But the baseline costs are still going to go up. In 20 years, they'll be double what they are today. So do you get it? Do you see? And so 
that's what people do. They rationalize, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just spend less. Another thing people do, oh, I'll just retire later. They can adjust that. Or um, they adjust their life expectancy. Oh, I'm not going to live that long anyway. You know, by then I won't care. That's the big one I get. Oh, I'm not going to live past 85. Why are we projecting? Oh, if I do, I'm not going to care anyway. I'll be broke. I don't, you know. And so people don't want to address the inflation, but they really should. They really should. When I'm building retirement plans, I want to be there. And if I know I'm not going to be there, maybe 30 years from now, I won't be around to be, but at least I'll have planned for it. So they're not like, well, I wish I would have thought about this 30 years ago. It's extra work. And my plans are a little bit more complex because of it, or they're, they, they cost a little bit more, meaning you're going to need to put aside a little bit more, take, you know, do things a little differently that aren't comfortable, but you're going to thank me down the road. And I think the instant gratification society we live in kind of is against that. Oh, you know, like I said, when the millennials were questioned about how much they saved, their initial, not all, but many of the reactions were defensive. Well, at least we didn't run up the debt or, you know, you you guys did this and, <laughs> and that. And oh, it, like, who, I, who cares? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What exactly. are you going to do about inflation? You know, just because you're a financial planner or the people you've talked to in the past didn't talk about inflation, didn't include it. That's not an excuse for you not to. Now, you know, now, you know that that's the silent killer. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, that exactly. So I think the start, the first thing we have to do, though, is pick up the phone and call you because you have a lot of strategies and ideas and can help us come up with the answers we need to combat inflation, correct? Yeah, yeah, there's no one size fits all, but I'll go over a few in this show and just kind of give me an idea of what you could do. But yeah, uh, I include this. This is part of my retirement planning process as I put the inflation in there because it's more realistic that way. I mean, hypothetical numbers are great, but if you don't throw in inflation, I mean, people don't, it's amazing how I can see people say, oh, I'm going to get 5% or 6% or 7 or 10, but they don't factor in inflation. What happens if you add inflation? All of a sudden it doesn't look as rosy and, and no one likes to have a non-rosy picture, right? Everything. So I include it. Yes, I will talk to you about it. I'm not afraid to. In fact, I consider it necessary. So if you're going to deal with me, you're going to deal with inflation. You're going to deal with a lot of things that you don't want to think about. Long-term care expenses, aging parents, annoying children, adult children that are in their 50s bothering you, right? I mean, we're going to talk about these things. And I include that in part of the process. So it's, you know, that's what you get when you work with me. You get this big picture, all-inclusive uh, financial planning. And that's just the way I am. If you want to go through this, uh, we're going to go and talk about some ways you can combat inflation. If you want to go through this process and make sure your plan is solid and has inflation protection built in, give me a call. The number is 888-508-5935. And we'll just meet and talk. No charge for those initial meetings. We got to figure out if we want to work together. You might say, you know what, Dan? Uh, this is too too hard. I'm not going to work with you. Or, you know, I, I thought you were taller. So I'm not going to work with you. Um, you know, whatever it might be. There's no obligation is what I'm trying to say. So you meet with me and then we decide if we want to work together. That number to call is 888-508-5935. All right. Well, listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back to finish up this discussion with our amazing host, Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial Group, right after this. My name is Trevor and we'll be right back with more Dolphin Financial Radio. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? When does it make the most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact on your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? What strategies can you use to fill the income gap between what you receive from Social Security and the desired amount of income you'd like to receive in your retirement years? Let Dolphin Financial Group provide you with direction to this decision by claiming your complimentary guide to Social Security. Give our office a call at 888-508-5935 or visit us online at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio, where Dan Wendell is here to answer our questions today on inflation, talking about how inflation is 
the silent killer. Right. Whether you like it or not, inflation is going to be dealing with it. But, You're going to have to deal with it. But can right? I ask for a pay raise in retirement? Oh, wait, I'm paying myself. There you go. So that's a it problem. It depends. The, the best way to combat inflation is to spend less. <laughs> well. And Live frugally. No, that's what most people do. Like I said. Easier I'm, said I'm than done, though. Yeah, right, exactly. But so sometimes you don't have a real. choice. I mean, do you want health care? Right. Do you want right. a place to live? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have to eat? Because these things aren't choices. Eating's overrated, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I beg to differ, my friend. No, you know what's a big one is uh, prescription drugs. Oh. Uh, you know, people not taking their drugs. I When Trump did that most recent prescription drug thing uh, a couple weeks ago, he said, um, you know, the stat, it was an amazing stat, the, the, the amount of prescription drugs that go unfilled. And why do they go unfilled? It's not because they, oh, I'm, you know, you know cured. I'm cured. Praise be the, you know, God, I got, I got healed. Or no, miraculous. it's because I can't afford the drug. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's sad. So see that's right. Sad. So I you, mean, that's certain things funny. you got to pay for. Right. So we got to deal with this. Right. And, and so while the government or the private sector is trying to figure out how to reduce these costs, you got a plan that they're going to keep going up. Right. So let's get real. Um, so let's talk about in your income. It's all about income. Retirement's all about income. You want to have increasing income and decreasing stress. And that's the key word is increasing income. So when you create an income plan for retirement, which everyone needs to do, you need to make sure that it's increasing income, which is why I like social security. Oh, it's not going to be around when I'm older. Oh, social security is going to go bankrupt. It's going to get fixed at some point when, I don't know, hopefully soon. But one of the beautiful things about Social Security is that it has a cost of living or a COLA. There's your COLA, or you call it POP. COLA, cost of living adjustment or increase. So now, is it enough? It's better than nothing. So Social Security, your checks aren't going to be set. It's going to increase as inflation increases and there's a formula built in. So that's great. So what you want to do is mimic that with all of the other sources of income. And what you could do is a lot of ways to create income. I'm not going to get into them all, but what you want to do is make sure that you have some sort of increases with those income. Certainly don't want decreases in income over time. And that can happen. So a typical way to do it is to buy a, um, a stock portfolio that provides dividends. So let's say you buy a portfolio of, of stocks that give 5% return dividends, and that's great. You're getting 5%, right? The idea of, oh, there's a cola in there, uh, an increase because the market will appreciate over time. And so your $100,000 portfolio in 10 years might be $150,000 because of the market going up. Problem with that, Tony, and, and then your 5% dividends are going to go up with it, right? The problem with that, Tony, is what if it doesn't? What if the market goes down and now all of a sudden uh, that's 5%, not gonna happen. Right, right. It doesn't happen. Historically, it's never happened. No, we never had a Yeah. Tell that to people retired in 07. Oh. Who saw an immediate decrease. So you but you the key here though is Tony, stocks are a great way to combat inflation. Having a stock portfolio that on average might go up seven percent in the ten year period is great com- to combat inflation because you know, as, but the problem is if you touch it for income, then you run the risk of sequence returns, which is another story. I'm going to do seminars on sequence of return risk, Tony. I, I've decided I'm going to be doing seminars on this idea of income in retirement and the stock market. And because I believe you need to have money in the market, but taking money out of it is so tricky, especially if we have some negative returns, which could easily happen in the environment we're in. So anyway, when you're building this future income, you need to make sure that it increases, not decreases. So you need to invest for the long term and you need to be flexible. So all your eggs in one basket never works, right? Um, Unless it's all in Bitcoin, right? (laughs) But all your eggs in one basket doesn't work because if we have a correction and you're pulling money from there, you're going to be pulling at the wrong time and it's going to be decreasing. So what you need to do is have multiple sources of income that you can rely on in different times. So if you have money under your pillow that's getting eaten up by inflation, the silent killer, 
but you have money in the stock market. And as the stock market's going up, you're pulling money out of the stock market. But when the market goes down and has a correction, which we have all the time, we had a 10% correction in 2018 to start the year. Hooray. Um, it happens. It's during those times that you need to go to the other sources and pull income from there. So it has. So it's a good idea to have multiple sources of income. You know, one source that people don't even think about anymore, or they, they're starting to now, smart people are starting to realize the home equity is a great source for income. People have most of their net worth tied up in their house that they've lived in for 30 years. That is a place to go to. That home equity is a place to go to in times where your other sources are going down. The market may correct. Your home might be a good spot. I have strategies specifically for that. But the big picture, though, Tony, is multiple sources of income is the way to combat inflation. In addition, you can have a, a lot of people call it a bucket strategy, different buckets for different timelines. You can put money aside now and say, this is what's going to pay the bills 20 years from now. And you can then put it aside and get some sort of guarantees or invest it for the long term so that 20 years from now, that's going to be much higher because you're not touching it and it's earmarked for income at that point. So when that when the inflation creeps up in 20 years, you could say, boom, let's turn on this other spigot. And now I have more income to combat inflation. So you can't just rely on one big source of income like Social Security. You need multiple. You need multiple sources. And that's the simple way to combat inflation. Increasing cost of living sources. Yeah, I think that's great. And a good show today because a lot of people don't stop and think about what inflation is going to do to their savings and their plans for retirement and their income, especially in retirement. But we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add, Dan? Tony, um, thanks for a good show. It just thinking about inflation can be scary. Imagine the price of a slice of pizza. Uh, I oh. remember when it was 25 cents. Now it's $2. Yeah. Um, imagine that 30 years from now. You know, a slice of pizza might be five bucks. Can you imagine that? Um, it happens. It's going to happen. So you need to prepare for it. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't let the silent killer of inflation destroy your retirement. Be proactive. Plan ahead. I will gladly help you do that. This is part of my service at Dolphin Financial Group. We do this. We add inflation in all of our retirement plans. It's simple for us to do because we do it all the time, but it might be the first time you're thinking about doing it. Don't hesitate to give us a call. We'll sit down and meet. You can come to our office in Clearwater off of US-19, or we'll come to you, or just give us a call. Contact us through our website, dolphinfinancialgroup.com, or pick up the phone, 888 888- Five zero eight five nine three five. Thanks for a great show, Tony. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.